No, I, I don't know how someone would pronounce your name. Probably like in Argentina, they, they, they do it a different different way than they would anywhere else. So I like um I've got some Irish I've got an Irish friend and a Kiwi friend and they all pronounce it Wiz. Wiz, Wiz is the Kiwi Wiz. way or um Wiz? Wiz. Wiz. What's the Irish way? Wiz? Wiz. Something like that. Yeah. They cannot say yeah, the S. I think it'd be Wes. It would be Wes, but more like with a with a longer S sound because it's kind of a yeah. catch your yeah. reference to Weska. Fifty-five-one podcast. My name is Wes Burdine, and I am here <laughs> to talk soccer with you. Uh, it, it's it's going to be the last little bit of Minnesota United uh, game recap stuff for a little bit. Um, it's the end of May. It's a beautiful day outside. I've got the windows open so that um, hopefully you'll see some good, hear some good fireworks on the podcast. Well, um, but uh, I've got with me Rodrigo Sanchez Javaria, Corey Schreppel, Mark Fangmeyer. Uh, hello, comrades. How's everyone feeling today? You get some barbecues in? Yeah. No, no, no. no. Went for some walks around some lakes. I had a chickpea salad. <laughs> uh, spectacular. I went to um, I had, church. I had these uh, meats on the stick, kind of like monk version, like marinated in like black yeah. and like sugar, brown sugar, all these things. Yeah. I, I spent my weekend at NSC, literally. Yeah. And so, soccer weekend. Soccer, they're going to open in soccer. Soccer's back up. Tournaments are back up. The fam, the families in our in G's team, they uh, they perfected the the what do you do between the four or five hours between one game and the other game the same day. They bring their own barbecue. Yes. And everyone brings their own food, and then there's a car bar. So let's just say you probably don't remember what the what the last game of that that, that your kid played was, but regardless, you cheer loudly. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that that's that is uh, absolutely perfect. Um, all right, we are going to talk about. Uh, let's let's do some news um, roundup here. It was the end of the the European club season this last weekend with the um, Champions League final, which uh, which gives us our good news of the weekend. Christian Pulisic, the second uh, U.S. Uh, player to win the Champions League. Uh, um, who's who's who took control of the notes here and is being pedantic. That, that well, I I put in uh, erroneously that Christian Pulisic was the 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 first American uh, man male to win the Champions League, and those notes were updated, and I have been uh, rightfully shamed. Okay, Mark, jump in. Um, yeah, I mean, no one really remembers uh, Jovan Karofsky, whatever his name is. Anyways, he's the now the technical director of LA Galaxy, but um, he played for. Borussia Dortmund in 1997 and he was used twice as a sub uh, in the group stage of the Champions League that year and was on the bench when they won the title and he was the first American to ever win a first male American to ever actually probably the first American because I don't believe they had a female Champions League back in 1997. Yeah. So um, I think he was the first American to ever win a Champions League title back in 1997. Well, thank you for your very important correction there. Yeah. Um, but it was a very boring game. Christian Pulisic missed a, uh, it was not an easy goal, uh, just went wide, but it was a spectacular move. Good shot, just happened to go wide. Uh, congratulations, Christian. Um, the bad, mm-hmm. or this is good, depending on, on what you're smoking. Inter Miami was fined for having five DPs. The story about this. We've talked about Inter-Miami <laughs> cheating. The story behind it, as it came out, um, Athletic obviously had... I, I, I'd love to be in that payroll. You know, the person that's doing it be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we're just going to give everybody extra money. Because it was not just having five DPs. There was, I believe, a total of four players who were underreported how much they made. Um, yeah. They the, the team just didn't just cheat. They didn't just like go, oh, we really want Matuidi. They just like were cheating all over. Their sporting director, um, Paul McDonough, yes, Paul McDonough, who now is at Atlanta. Um, or was, because now was, he's now been fired by Atlanta. So he moved on this year to Atlanta. And what was weird is, I think, I, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the league said early on that they weren't investigating him. 
But obviously, he was the man in charge. Like, who else was like putting the brown bags of cash uh, on their on their doorstops? Um, so he has been the the this week the the league announced that um, the, the findings and. He's been suspended from sporting operations uh, through the end of the 2022 season. So Atlanta, where he was working, fired him. Um, the team was fined $2 million. Uh, Jorge Mas, um, who's the lead. I, I love that name. The, yeah. By the way, I just, I just the, the fact that the, the, the George Moore, George Moore, like <laughs> why did they cheat? Because they wanted more. They yeah. wanted more. He, it's right in the name. Mas. Give me Mas. He, li- Mas, he, Mas. he, he lives Mas. He has been fined $250,000. The team, I think this is where the big hit is. The team loses over two point, is it 2.7? Is that right? Okay. Yeah, I it's, thought yeah, it was 2.7 it's, plus. It's, it's, it's just over 2.27 million. In allocation money um, um, for 2022 and 2023. Those are the things that will actually hit them. Um, you know, the team team paying to the $2 million, uh, Jorge right. Mas, uh, he, can, he can take 250000 so those those are I think significant hits. It sounds like people are not people were worried it would just be a slap. This is not certainly like a fifteen point um, point deduction, but it is. I think uh, taking away that allocation money is a pretty big hit for them. So no, but the the, the two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the ownership group is just a joke of a fine, though. It's like. Okay. Well, if David, that was the like, only thing. But David but, Beckham isn't your biggest owner, and they're like, well, whatever. $250,000? Right, here you go. Yeah. I mean, it's Jorge. It's all Jorge. He's like, give me more. Mas. Find me more. Mas. Mas. I mean, he Dame spent. He spent what, do you, what do you think he already spent $250,000 on this week? Uh, this week? More than likely, just uh, uh, more really bad goodwill decor to put in some sort of basement and then later try to sell on eBay. That's good. That's very specific. I was thinking this is, this is the fan fiction that we're here for. I was thinking. I, mean, I was just going to say like his his utility bills are probably due. Like he, yeah. for how big his house is, probably like just water and electricity yeah. for all the watering in Florida. Is I mean probably yeah. How hot like the the the, the amount of sump pumps and AC that he needs. Mm-hmm. Plus so the here's the, what Jorge Mas probably the does crocodile is that petting he has, zoo he has in the back. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Jorge Mas what he's probably done is like he's bought all these like shipping containers. And he has paid a lot, like he pays a lot at somewhere and he's turned those into, uh, he's hired f- folks who like have uh, computers running constantly and, and farming Bitcoin or whatever type of Bitcoin is. And that's what he does. That's what, that's all he does. That's, that's the mass part of it. He's a miner. Wait, hold on. What's it? What's do- he's got Doge. Doge is at uh 0.33 as we speak guys. <laughs> um, so this the, is not an investment podcast. Yeah, we cannot this, be yeah, held exactly. responsible for your fiscal irresponsibility. <laughs> How you waste your money is your is your business, everyone. Um, weird. Right. Here's the weird news. Copa America uh, was scheduled to be in Colombia. We talked about it last week, how they were talking this about is, moving it to Argentina, which uh, is a COVID hotspot. Um and then it was like, where are they going to move it to? Are they going to move it to the U.S.? Are they going to move? Chile said that they Chile is doing very well with vaccinations. They were like, we'll take them. Um, and where do you send it, guys? Well, I mean, no, see, it, it's because there's you know massive political protests in Colombia. Argentina is a COVID hotspot, so obviously you need to combine them both to have the best Copa America possible. Brazil well, is just the, the the perfect circle Venn diagram of both of those scenarios. Remember those that gum when we were kids where it would like it had the gum and then it had the different flavor on the circle inside? Uh, bubble gum? No, it was one of those. Anyway, it's basically that bubble gum with just, it's both flavors. You've got COVID, you've got a, a fascist um, dictatorship. It's just, it's too good to be true. Put it all, put all, all together. What does what what flavor is fascism though? Like is oh, it watermelon? Um, fascism is is strawberry banana. <laughs> Just a full bullshit. <laughs> strawberry banana is is also like a certain flavor of fascism. Like there was the '80s fascism that obviously like um, South America knew very well. I, I you know was too young, but I did grow. I, so I was too young to like really understand fascism in the '80s, but I was very old enough in the '80s. Uh, as like a six-year-old to understand strawberry, the fascism of strawberry banana. 
That was a fucking bullshit thing that they tried to pull what, on us. Oh, uh, what what is it? Greek yogurt that like it's very trendy. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, the a particular yeah. brand. All of them. Or, yeah. All of them. Anyways, this has been like the funnest telenovela to follow through the past two weeks. Ever since, uh, ever since, uh, you know, I, I follow Diego Montalban. I don't know if anyone follows him on, uh, on Twitter, but he's great about news about not only Peru, but a bunch of stuff in South America. And he's just been tweeting the aspect of like what's been going on. And every couple hours, the changes. First, it was uh, uh, Colombia lost it because of the protests, because the, you know, president decided to have a increasing tax that would affect the middle class and the and the struggling folks during a pandemic then they got then 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 Argentina is hitting a total of 40 40 42 43,000 cases per day right the fact that they suspended the leagues right um and then Chile I mean was like oh we we might be able to but the the, the key to this whole thing is there is no minister of health uh, representative in each of these countries that can guarantee anything. And so in order to get something to go, you have to have someone that says that, that, that they're willing to do that. And of course, you go to the most corrupt current government with a COVID denier, denier president that is more than willing to forgo everything else in order to the case of it. I mean, we all understand why Comebol is doing it. You know I mean? Like, it's money, right? Like, each oh, yeah. team gets... $2 million or $3 million and then the winner gets $10 million. It's all about money. Uh, but uh, but the fact that now like the the Copa, the, the Copa America is seen as the COVID cup now, it's just, it, it's just going to be yeah. disastrous. Let's go to a, a few quick hit um, uh, weird ones, which is um, Massimiliano Allegri uh, is returning to head coach as uh, or to Juventus as head coach. And uh, the team announced it by tweeting out an image of Minnesota, which everyone was very confused about. And then, uh, but apparently as a kid, he wanted his grandfather, he would go to the horse races with his grandfather and he wanted his uh, father, grandfather to, to bet on a horse named Minnesota, who was not expected to do well. The bookmaker said, it's easier for you to coach in Syria one day than for Minnesota to win the race. So in the horse one, his Allegri's nickname became Minnesota, which none of us had ever heard before, but is pretty awesome. There you go. Last bit of news. This is a good news, I think. Yeah, or I know. Minnesota legends Jack Blake and Colin Martin uh, were joined by new signing Miguel Ibarra um, for San Diego Loyal in their 2-1 win against Las Vegas Lights this past weekend. I'll also just note quickly that forward Madison... Still undefeated on the season. They're in second place. They've only played three games. They've got seven points, uh, and that puts them in second place because everyone else has played like 13, 13 games. But um, congratulations, Carl Craig. It was very good. Connor Tobin scored a goal. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Good for you guys. Here we are, it's 55-1 podcast, and we're going to start on some Minnesota United stuff. A little bit of housekeeping. Uh, we know that Kibben Gucci, Kibben Gucci, Kibben Gucci um, was sent out on loan to the Sacramento Republic. I think the team announced Callum Montgomery is going on loan somewhere as well, but I don't think we've seen where, where he's going. Um, his Instagram, which I just stalked during the break, uh, says that he's in Del Mar, California, surfing. So... Have fun with that, Callum. Um, let's see. Um, Reynoso is out with a knee injury, so he did not fly to Real Salt Lake. Frank Payne uh, showed up, but he was out due to... Um, I loved seeing the injuries listed on the, the screen where it said, you know, knee, thigh, and it was just paperwork. paperwork. Like Frank Payne... I mean, paper like, cuts suck, guys. They suck. They do. Yeah. Did you... Um, did you spy um, Reynoso's Instagram where he was having mate with uh, not only Frank Pat- Payne, but also Patrick Weah? Patrick Weah. Mm-hmm. Like he had them all at his house. Mm-hmm. Nice. Way to go, Patrick. Way to really get in with, uh, with the stars, man. Learn from them. Suck mm-hmm. that shit up. Um, mm-hmm. All right. 
So we missed out on uh, two two of those guys. A uh, er, little bit of news that Aaron Herrera for Real Salt Lake was named in the MLS Team of the Week bench players. Um, you know, uh, that, that was after taking a week off, Minnesota are back to having at least one opposing player being named in the Team of the Week while Minnesota have none. Congratulations, guys. Um, before we get to the game, Mark, you want to take us through uh, through the latest update of of uh, of the watches, watching the watches. Oh, do I? This one's a good one. Everyone. This is <laughs> such a good one. Earmuffs, oh man, earmuffs, everyone for yeah, your kids. earmuffs. If there's any children listening, just turn it off for a little bit. Um, two minutes. We're ahead. going. We're going old school. We're going Benedetti watch. Uh, and oh, it's 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 just so good. It's um so basically uh, after the um, wow. wow. The Concacaf Champions League uh, match where they beat um, Portland. Portland in uh, Azteca. Uh, the day after, apparently Club America, the team had like a team barbecue where they all got together mm-hmm. and they're hanging out and they're having a good time. And then it got brought up a level where a group of guys from the team decided to rent a house. Mm-hmm. They called in some uh, strippers slash prostitutes. Mm-hmm. And um, there is now video of Nicholas Benedetti and um, Roger Martinez um, engaged in coitus activities with these young ladies. And um, it turns out that um, so Roger Martinez and Nicholas Benedetti and uh, two other Club America players have now been fined by Liga MX uh, 100,000 pesos each for violating COVID protocols with that party. That's it. And um, it also turns out that all of the players involved in that party are now being shopped around for new clubs because uh, Club America is looking to cut ties with them. So, hey, I, I never, Nicholas Benedetti is going to be available again. Maybe is, we can get him a damn player this time. I never what thought is that, that a horrible... What is that horrible Bobby Brown song? Is it Ain't Nobody hemp- Humping Around? Is that what that is? Yeah. I am. Um, I never thought that Benedetti watch would get so literal with the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because there's video with everything is blacked out. You know, you've got tasteful, uh, tasteful black boxes covering the many things that need to be covered out. Yeah. There's, but, um, it was, it was something is, else. Is, is, is there a separate watch for this? Like this is like a sub subset of Benedetti watch. I don't even know what yeah. it would be called. I don't know. And and you got to feel bad too. I, I believe like his wife, I mean, he's only 24. He's been married for two years and I believe they have a newborn child that came just this year. So good on him. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, um, I mean, yeah, basically him. like, um, yeah, lots of soccer players are dirtbags. I don't know if you guys yep, knew that. Turns yeah. out, but uh, yeah. it's very, mm-hmm. very real. All right. Well, that's why you don't. That's why you don't cheer for America. That's the, that's the one thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like that's why you never cheer for America. Basically, America. if you're an America fan, you support this. So yeah, yeah <laughs> live with that. America. All right, Adam Jarvis. Minnesota has only <laughs> uh, only Saints who uh, who play for us. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't happen on a boat on Lake Minnetonka, it doesn't count anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Um, let's talk about this game against RSL. It was a 1-1 draw. We did not have uh, David uh, the Yips uh, Ochoa to kick the ball at fans. Uh, and so we instead had Zach McMathlete. Um, we'll talk about him. All right. Um, let's talk about the lineup here. Um, we obviously did not have Bebelo. That was a big miss. We did have Adrian Unu. Um, he started up top. We had the Hassani Dotson on the left wing um, extravaganza continuing. Robin Lud on the right. We had the three-man midfield um, with Jacory Hayes instead of Ozzy Alonso. So you had Jacory, Gregush, um, Will Trapp. You had um, Debasi in at center back. He was back, thank God. Uh, yes. Michael Boxall, obviously, and, and the re- well, the rest of the lineup was was pretty much what we expect. Let's talk about the thing that's that stood out the most to me, and that was um, two things. And it was all in our defense. Um, having Debasi partnered with Boxall, like you felt a sense of whether it was relief or confidence or some some combination of the two. Um, his positioning, his clearances. Having Debasi in our back line is the best thing that could happen to this team um, other than 
you know, Frank Payne coming in um, and, and really filling out the, the rest of the, the, the formation. Um, Minnesota United, I believe I'm getting this right, but with DeBassi in the back line, we are 6-2-6 six, and six, all time with him. That includes the, the run-in to the playoffs and through the, uh, the Western Conference Finals last year. Um, he is a massive presence, and I think he is underrated or was underrated, and I think he is a, um, a key player for us moving forward. That's the positive thing. Um, the, the other big thing that we noticed, and we can talk about the, like the, the dearth of attack, but um, Chase Gasper, as we're, as we're stabilizing parts of our midfield, parts of our defense, Chase's issues are becoming much more apparent where it wasn't just Raitala being paired as the left center back. Um, you know. Um, yeah, Chase. Chase. Yeah, um, go ahead. As I was watching the game, um, I want I want the dude to succeed. I want to say that up front. Yeah. I'm there watching and um, uh, Bruce McGuire was at uh, at the bar and, and nearby. And um, we were talking about how he used to call his nickname for Chad Barrett was the vasectomy because um, Chad Barrett striker for many teams in the league was where balls go to die. Um, Chase Gasper is becoming the vasectomy. He is where balls go to die, where the ball gets cycled around and then, Hey, Chase is open because literally there's 30 guys in, in the center of the pitch. And then there's just this guy hanging out by the flagpole, like, Hey guys, pass to me. And then they pass it to him and they put the cross in. And now, Yes, he did put in the cross that got us the game-winning schlubby goal, but it was a schlubby goal. It was and, our Shakira um, goal. Yeah. Because hip, hips don't hips lie. don't lie. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, Chase, I, I don't know. We need to replace him. But the problem is the, the biggest candidate is Raitala, and he's going to um, uh, the Euros for and for at least the next – Two games, we can debate whether or not he'll get out of the group stage uh, with Finland. But Chase, it's it's bad news right now. Yeah, no. And to your point on that, like uh, Kendrick de San Alban had some like great commentary. They're like, the reason why Chase is always wide open is because no one's on the opposing team sees him as a threat, and they'll just leave him wide open. And that's exactly what happens with him. It's I don't know. Like he feels like he is our new Calvo, who whatever reason he his name is written in stone and he gets to start regardless of how poor he plays like and i actually understand why he started i i understand why he started this match because he actually did improve and look good in the last match but still like if you look at the breadth of the last 7 matches he's been terrible in 6 of them we just don't have a we don't have another option right. is, is why or at least heath does not view another option there are other options you could put Hassani back there, especially if you are going to have someone coming in uh, centrally and the left wing, uh, the or, you know, the left wing is completely open for space to run into. I think Hassani could do a good job there. But that, but that's the question, right? Like, I mean, th- that's the that's the thing we can we can point out Chase's deficiencies all we want, but the issue is that the people that could come in, you know, if we wanted to move. Dotson back to left back. Who do you put in at left wing? Anybody Nico, that Nico, has Nico, ever played Nico, left wing before. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like we're 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 past that at this point. Um Nico Hansen's not fully match fit. He did come in, he scored the winning goal. Great, awesome. He looked dynamic. It was kind of what we needed. And Fragapane wasn't ready because of it admitted. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a young kid. Kids yeah. young kids don't play. That's right. Mm-hmm. Not in our system. Well, we saw that. We saw that. This is jumping ahead. We saw that Agile Jackson was getting prepared to bring in, uh, be brought in. Did you see his Jordans though? Like the pictures that the team released. Like he had like these like, I think they were black with like lime. Um, it's, it's, they were just. I, I appreciated. They those. were good. Okay, I can't tell you if you were. They were. They were, they were a good pair of shoes. Like I like. Okay. I've never wore Jordans in my life. The only time I ever ever had Jordans in this household is when my kids were like two or three, where they're like you know they're like twenty five bucks at that point, and I was like, people were buying them, but no, never. I mean, those are one of those things were like you know never. Thank you for that tangent. <laughs> when you buy, um, 
So I content, listen, context is key when you're when you're creating a narrative. It is, it's you're just, right. You're the professional, Corey. You know. Um, Azil Jackson gets prepped to be brought on only because the only way we're allowed to use young players is fuck it. We're going to lose. Just throw the kid out there. That's our only development thing. Let um, uh, Rodrigo, where, what do you want to talk about on this? Uh, like, who stood out to you? What do you want to say about this game? I mean, I thought um, 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 Unu actually, for the amount of time that he's actually gotten playing time, he was actually trying to find holes between the center backs and, and, and find passing lanes and, and places to be. And he had at least a couple opportunities where he just didn't release the ball soon enough. But we saw him take chances. And then, and, and I'm encouraged by that matter just because of the fact that we actually have someone who's willing to to shoot the ball, right? How many times did we make that extra pass around the 18 instead of shooting the ball? And he's willing to just let it go. So that that was good. And hopefully with more playing time and, and, and more getting to know uh, – their teammates, specifically Reynoso, there will be one of those where, like, he's just circling the line between be, between the center backs, and then he just gets a pass, and then he'll turn and turn and score. And so, I was I was I was happy to see that. Um, I was not extremely excited that uh, that that Hayes got to be put in a situation where he literally needed to try to succeed when. There wasn't like a like a, I mean he's not he's not hasn't gotten a lot of minutes at all and so like, but I did see him trying to think it through and try to think it and and even though some of, some of, some of his times were not the best like as as it as the game wore on he he was coming a little bit more confident in what he's doing and in regards to Chase, his confidence I I don't know what level his confidence is at like honestly it's like it, it, can it get any lower. I mean, like he has one good game, and then he just—I uh, mean, at the twelfth minute on that free kick, um, I don't understand why on set pieces it seemed to me that they were doing zone marking when, in the fact, they should be doing one-on-one marking uh, because that when they when the ball gets played out wide and then it gets centered in, like nobody. Nobody went into press. And then you could totally see when the ball went in, Boxer was yelling at, at Chase, and Chase had this like totally face, like, oh my God, I just I just have to stop. He had he had the oh no, not again face. Exactly. Right. Which is which is the whole like I don't know if you guys ever heard of the aspect of like uh sand quick uh sand, sand quicksand. Um like the the more you do, the deeper you get into, and then it's just you it, to the point where you can't dig yourself out. So so I don't know what level of confidence he's at, and that's something that's concerning because if our best option there is putting uh, a number eight that should be playing, should, should be should be taking time away from Gregorich, that's that's not the best. Yeah, no, I mean basically, it was just how toothless and just ineffective our attack was, which completely makes sense. Like we started four central midfielders, like. And we got the level of creativity that you would expect from starting four central midfielders. Like, I mean, just looking at the stats, like we had almost 53% possession, uh, 12 shots. We had only one shot on goal. And that shot can really barely be, I mean, it's the closest you can get to an own goal with have it counting as a shot on goal. And then, and so like they only had one block shot. So therefore like, Every single one of our shots, except for one that wasn't uh, off of, uh, you know, a guy's hip, uh, was basically just not even on target, not even close to scoring. And like just how ineffective our attack was, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, that goal that we eventually did score um, comes in from just lazily cycling the ball around. Then finally the ball goes out to Chase. Chase sends in across and should have been easily handled by. Zach McMath, but um, Zach McMathley, he had, when I watched that again, he has like all the like you looked at the the look on his face. He has all the charisma of a kid who like whose dad forgot to pick him up from the mathlete competition. Like he was just so sad. And there there was Lydia. Lydia once um, was walking when we lived in Milwaukee. She was once walking by the school we lived near, and there was this sad kid who came up and was like, "Ma'am." can I borrow your phone? And this was like a 13 year old, very awkward. And it was like, my dad 
forgot to pick me up. And uh, she told me this because she was like, oh, that was our, that's our future kid because you're going to forget our kid all the time. But really, that was Zach McMathlete because he, he's just like, he's just, Dad, I dropped the ball and the ball went in on this guy's hip. His um, oversized, ill-fitting uh, blazer. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I've, I've been there like as a coach. Like I've had like where like all of a sudden like I'm getting all my stuff gathered around and then there's the one kid that's looking like a lost puppy and doesn't know where their parents are and I have to bust up my phone and be like, call your parents. Was it so you've coached Zach McMathlete too? Well, I've I've we've several. all coached him. I think we've the, all seen him. I think the scariest like the scariest one for me was like we have an app where like all the information for all the players are in listed phone numbers. And I asked one player is like, who do I need to call? Call my dad. So there's one number. And I call the number. And then someone answers. And I said, Hey, I'm so and so's coach. They're into they're like, how did you get this number? I'm like, and I'm like, what? I was like, no, this number says it is like this number should not be called. She does number should not be listed. I don't know why you're calling it. I'm hanging up right now. And then like I hung up, they hung up. And then all of a sudden, like I tried calling that number again and it was automatically blocked. Right. And so somebody else called me from a different number, which was the original, the dad. And he said, I'm sorry. I don't know why that, why that, that number on the app is listed is my work number. It's a special number that no one else is supposed to get. I thought I was literally getting, getting bought out by the did, secret service did, type of thing. It was weird. Is this, is this like the, like the prequel to Liam Beeson's Taken movies? Probably. I just wrote the script, I guys. Have a very specific <laughs> skill. It's picking up my child from soccer practice. Um, all right. You called the wrong I don't number. know how we got to where we, we Where were we talking about? We were talking about Zach McBath giving Oh, the, the goal. goal. Yeah, but yeah, off the Milwaukee. This is, and then listen, guys, we, we're just, this is just, this is a metaphorical podcast yeah. now. Uh, the metaphors are deep here. Okay. You're welcome. Um, I want to, we have to say something about Tyler Miller. Um, you know, obviously we love Dane St. Clair. We want to see, um, we want to see him save it that way. Uh, Tyler Miller has come in. He's been fantastic. He was the man of the match this game. He uh, kept the team in it and uh, had several fantastic saves. Um, we were not the better team. We got very lucky in this game. Um, so Tyler Miller. And, and and one of the, Nick Romando actually was watching the match. And I think, I think it was uh, Justin Miram's shot, which was three minutes before Nico Hansen scored the equalizer. Um, Tyler Miller had a killer diving save and, and punched the ball or swatted the ball away. I can't remember what he what he did with his hands exactly. Um, but uh, Nick Romando, former RSL, uh, Golden Glove, whatever the awards are, like leading shot stopper, clean sheets for MLS, was like, that's like save of the game right there, or that's save of the season or something, whatever it was. And um, Tyler responded, you know, just, just learning from the goat and it's that that's 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 nice to see that be reinforced like what our our feelings are about tyler um and and how good he has been and how he's kept us in matches again not at not at um trying to to negate what what dane has done for us last season or 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 what we want to see from his development but tyler miller's being a stud and uh he needs to grow the stash yeah man We'll talk about the stash a little bit later. Nico Hansen did come in. Obviously, we mentioned that. He, he I thought, brought a lot of energy um, and brightness to it. Takes the ball, uh, sends it back to Gregush. Gregush sends it out. It was just lots of good movement of being on the ball. Um, anything else we want to say about this game? Uh, I mean, sort of related to your Nico Hansen. I hope this ends, and it won't. The whole, like... Adrian Heath of playing the best, ele- not the best player in each position, but the best 11 you have and fitting them into a position because I hope this ends the Dotson left winger experiment because it's been terrible. And just seeing what happened for 30 minutes when he actually brought on someone who knows how to play left wing and that's their strong suit. Like just play players who are strongest in each position and see what happens. Like it's it's just that's the most frustrating part for me of watching this match. Especially when I mean, if you look at the passing map, um, 
Ja'Cory Hayes and Hassani Dotson are almost in the same spot, right? And uh, passing mass map obviously is its own, you know, that's not an exact thing, but they're in each other's space. Um, that is a good way to visualize that you're you're replicating what you're doing. You're also leaving Chase even further more exposed. And, and I agree with you. I think Hassani, we want him on the pitch no matter what, but there's ways to do that. And again, my new effing mantra is, Put him as left back, um, allow him to do what he does, which is just bomb forward and um, and score bangers. So, all right, I'm going to take a break and then we're going to uh, we're going to come back and ask a couple more questions. Back on the 55-1 podcast, we don't have a, uh, a game that we're previewing this week. So instead, we are going to uh, we're, we're gonna recap the first act of, uh, of Minnesota United season. We're going to break this into bits because the second act is going to be this weird long summer, missing some players, um, players coming back. And, uh, and then the final third, the final act is... Um, is where we reveal the killer of the of the team, which is fucking Adrian Heath. Just kidding. Um, so let me ask you this question, which is, how is the team doing? After seven games, um, it's definitely not a third end of the season, but, you know, it's a, it's the, the early, quick first act. Corey? Yeah. Um, if you had asked me this a couple weeks ago, I would have said we were doing terribly i think for us to go on the road to salt lake missing our marquee player and actually theoretically two of our marquee players um and frank one that Payne isn't fully match fit yeah frank Payne being the second unu being 50 percent of the way there um and still being able to get a point and playing as badly as we did that is, I will take the positive from that. Like, win at home, draw on the road. Um, I think our points per game is up to like 1.57 now. Mark one. might have some. What's that? One. Oh, that we need to get to get? To, yeah, theoretically, if we wanted to get to that 50-point margin, I think oh, it's like 1.5. 1. 1. 5, 1. 5, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I think we are as much as I don't like to quote Heath that we're trending in the right direction, I do think that that is, that that is true. I think we had an abnormal amount of injuries um, for those first four matches. Uh, I think we're starting to figure stuff out. We won two, two in a row at home. We, we drew this one on the road. I mean, this, this neck, these next like, three, four matches I think are going to determine the rest of the season for us. Like it's not, I'm not 50, 50. I'm still like net negative about the season. Um, but I think we, I think the rest of the West is also not doing great. Um, and I think we could pull something off and sneak into the playoffs. The one little thing that worries me about what you just said is that we will have gone almost half the season before we have that quote unquote, perfect 11 best 11 because we're going to play the next few games without Raitala, without um, Lud, um, without, um, you know, uh, who else are we missing? Gregus. Gregus, yes. Um, we're going to miss Stain St. Clair. We're going to, you know, we've got bits and pieces missing. And once we get everyone in and fit, it's going to be halfway through the season. So that's the one yeah, thing. Yeah, but that- yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm less concerned about the perfect 11 uh, because, you know, you, you, you talk about some of those players that are going to be leaving. You've got Lud, you could throw Finley in for him uh, on the right, assuming. Uh, you've got Grey Goose who's leaving. I think Dotson has more than proved his worth uh, for this team that he can slot into that eight role, whether it's in a 4-3-3, a three-man midfield with him and Trap and Ozzy and, um, or if it's something else. And so what's going to happen, Dad, is I'm just going to keep talking 
as if he's there listening. And Eric, I'm gonna see if t- this makes it into the show. We're just hold on. We're just gonna see if this makes it into the show. Right, oh, you know he's um, not gonna edit it we because he's not gonna hey, edit any of this. Well, we're just gonna keep Mark, talking about it. Edit there. Yeah, I'm sure he'll catch it. So, so yeah, we're go? just gonna see what happens. Uh, I hope everything's no, but, okay. Listeners, this is your fearless leader, Wes, and the uh, editor of this podcast. I am listening. I'm always listening. And uh, Rodrigo, I'm. Uh, you get a gold star for not tearing into me while I went to an emergency call because apparently water was shooting all over the basement of the bar. Um, and then I proceeded to finish doing the podcast before I ran over to fix it because that's the kind of man I am. Anyway, this is uh, just uh, me inserting myself. Now go back to whatever the hell you guys were talking about. But Corey, I I can tell you why um, I completely disagree with you. (laughs) Uh, Basically, like right now, Minnesota United is sitting sitting 12th out of 13 teams in the Western Conference. Um, And honestly, we are one position higher than we really should be because... We have basically, except for the match against Dallas, we have been outplayed in every single match that we've played this year. And here's the thing. Eventually, so right now that means that we're hitting above our weight on points, which is kind of similar to a team hitting above their weight on expected goals, where you can see expected goals, and all of a sudden you have more goals than that. And eventually things even out, and you end up coming back to the mean. And... That is going to happen with us unless because we're we're the way that we've been playing, we look like a team that deserves to be in the twelfth spot in the Western Conference because yeah, we're yeah. playing terribly. Yeah, like we yeah. Had, I, we had I, one I shot on goal and it was about a half inch away from being someone's ass. I, I don't I don't disagree with you on that, but I also I also think that there are a lot of things that have that we are we have now kind of like we're we're starting to hit a stride. With Debassi being back, with it's been one match. Yeah, but how I, is that it, a stride? It, it was not. It was. It's, it, it's a it stumble. Was, the, the defense was night and day with him in there. They gave up a shitty goal. <laughs> they, I mean, it was but very bad defending. Yeah. I mean, we. Always I know, but like, goal. and I agree. I agree. Debassi being back. Like, there was the uh, specifically. There was one really good play where he actually came. All the way across the field, where and and he, um, and he, slid and he cleared it, and yeah. and um, Boxel got beat, and he came all the yeah. way across the field and, and yeah. like just shorted yeah. out for. That, that's what I'm talking about. It, it's going to be little things like that that will add up over time. I, I it, it it will be great if we can get into that sixth or seventh spot, but I do think with that, looking at the rest of the West, looking at the other records in the West, ultimately results matter. And we are still eking out wins and they're ugly and they're gross and we don't deserve them, but we're still getting them. But we are still within, I mean, I mean the, the, the six and seven spots right now for, for the playoffs, San Jose and Portland, they've got nine points. We've got seven. We're tied on the record with Vancouver and, and us. And we're not sitting at the basement like Dallas is. But anyway. Here's here's what, what I'll say. It's always about the context, right? Um, you are absolutely right. A game like going to Real Salt Lake and getting a, a draw is, is totally fine. The problem is the context is the previous four games, or not four games, six games, we're just not good. We haven't, we've had maybe one good 45 minutes of soccer. We just are not looking good at all. We can't create, even with Bebelo. And I would say, you know, that can always change. It does not mean our season's over right now, but right now the season looks pretty bad. We just, we can't look good at all in these. So, um, and, and, and I don't know when it's going to change. I think, I think one of the things that needs to be discussed is uh, with uh, folks leaving, what does our starting lineup kind of look like, right? We've talked about Dotson getting to play. So Dotson will take over Gregor's spot. Who do you put on the right where Lute is with Ethan Finley still hurt? Who do you give that chance to? And I mean, it's just, we we have not played good, but we've also taken advantage when we can to, to do what, you know, teams are supposed to do, like take points away, right? And at least the last three games have, have been something like that. Down the road, I mean, who knows? Like we need to be able to figure something else out. 
Uh, I think the Bazi does help bring him back, but at the same time, um, I don't know what you do with a chase in, in this confidence level. How do you build that back up? How do you how do you even try to address that? You put Hassan Dalton in his place. No, but why would you want to put him in his place <laughs> when you, you when Gregush is going to be gone? I mean, that makes and you're no gonna sense. Wanna, and, you, and you're going to want to put Hassani on the right in, in, in place of Lud. Anyway. Yeah. All right. I've got a few questions here. Um, first is the real important thing. Um, back uh, since there was a great watch party at the bar um, and the game was not very good, we had a very heated discussion that got eventually put on Twitter of the five hottest loons. We, we did a new power rankings because we've got some new hotties for this team. Number one is Adrian Hunu. That guy is Absolutely sexy. Um, number two, uh, Roman Metinier. Uh, number three, Michael Boxall. Lots of people wanted Michael Boxall up top. But the, you know, it's always a matter of taste. Michael Boxall has a little bit of that um, tough wolf man to him, uh, sexy wolf oh, man. Oh, he looks so good in those, like, whatever the um, the, the new pants outfit oh. that came out with the bomber jackets. Oh, man, he looked good in that photo shoot. Number four, Young Grey Goose. Uh, number five, Frank Payne. Um, I we had an honorable mention for Nico Hansen, who who did not make the list because the picture I looked up on on the internet had like this beard with no mustache, and um, and then he comes out in this game and he looked really good with the, the hair, the beard. He, he's mm-hmm. Tyler M- Miller with the mustache. Honorable mention, DJ Taylor. The problem is DJ Taylor looks like an actual DJ who'd be at your prom, which is a knock against him. Um, there was a write-in candidate from several people who really wanted Wanchope in there. Wanchope really? looks to me like um, chubby John Turturro. Uh I call him Fat Drake, but it's yeah. it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. you know what? Also, what is what is Reynoso rank? He's a you know Reynoso yeah. doesn't do much for me. I don't know. Does he do much for you? He's good. He's got. You live your dream, man. I'm not telling any of you how to feel. We're not. We're no, not, so, we're not. so Reynoso didn't make the rankings. Then? No, no. He's cute. He's a cutie. He's not he's a hottie. Cute. It's the same thing with like Dane St. Clair. He's a cutie. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's good looking, but he's not like model good looking. Dane St. Clair is someone you make out with under the bleachers. He's not hot. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. We're. I mean, you, you live your life. We're not here to yuck your yum. But okay, yeah, so domestico like, or makes the cute category. Then is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's totally a, a junior loons, uh, uh, t- tiger beat, uh, loon tiger beat, beat uh, <laughs> cover. But Freddie Emmings is totally all over that. Right? Like, he's like, he's like, he's like. Freddie Emmings has got the cover locked down. Oh, you know, he's I got do, the flannel do, shirt. I mean, it's tiger beat. I want to. I want to know what. Uh, what. Um, 31 questions pod uh, top five hotties list is though. Let me go. Uh-huh. I, I had a, I had a phone call um, from the bar. I've got to go fix our, our soda line went out. So I've got to actually get out of here. I want to do a few questions though. Stephen Baker says, any reason to think Minnesota United is anything other than totally dependent on Reynoso for creating offense? No, no, no. I mean, no. I mean, in the previous match, didn't he have like what? 10 sh- or seven shots and, Tev, or ten like uh, passes, creating shots. Yeah. Like he, he's, he's number two or twenty-seven he, shots. Like he's the only he, thing we have making. He, right now, he's number two in the league for chances created. So it's like clearly. I'm gonna skip to this one, which is Alex Hintz, who says, "Which Star Wars character would best fill a need for the loons? Mace Windu as an all-out attacker, Darth Vader as a destroyer in the back line." Uh, um, this it, is this is a level of nerd. This is a spinoff. This is a spinoff show. We, we, we have a list. Again. Oh God. All right, just do it. I'm gonna. So I'm right, gonna go to I'm, the bar and fix I'm, things. I'm going uh, Chewbacca at center back. Um, Ventress as our number ten. Who's that? Wait, who's and that? Who's that? Uh, Asajj Ventress is one of the um, uh, Inquisitors. Yeah. From what? She's, uh, uh, cl- yeah, Clone she was Wars, uh, Rebels. Cl- okay. All right. Just give me a context. No, no, not Rebels. Yeah. It was, she was. Um, she oh, wasn't. She was. Uh, um, was it in Clone Wars? Yeah, it was Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, Duku's uh, apprentice. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Duku's yep. right. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, oh, and then Savage, who is uh, Darth Maul's brother. I have him as a number six. Darth Maul has a brother. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, should watch the man. Wars, There's. Wait. So, so, where does where does where does Yoda rank in all this? Like, where would you put Yoda at? Oh, he'd be a manager. He'd yeah. Be like, or he'd be like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, he'd yeah. be the coach. Yeah. You don't. You Too don't small. think he'd be the six? No, no. He's like the inspirational like speeches in the locker room. He's like. Do he's more he's all about actions. He's all about actions. Center, 
High crosses into the box. Less Yoda, y- Yoda is like the he. Carl Craig is like a Yoda. Like, look, let's just like, say like when when there was Yoda fight scenes, we were all drooling. Okay. Oh yeah. So why would you not want to see that on a field? That's all I'm saying. Oh no, he saves it for like the um. This is ten- a whole spinoff. The, uh, tennis, like practice tennis, and also like who can hit the bar in practice. Like that. That's what Yoda does as a manager. I know who our keeper would be. Who was that? Java the Hut. Nothing's gonna get past him. He'll eat it all. He's like the wall. Like literally sitting in front of uh, Ahsoka Tano is our number eight. Box to oh, box that's there. a good yeah. one. I, I, I like that one. I like yeah. that one. Yeah. Double yeah. double sabers. The white ones, like Gray Jedi. She left the order. Anyway, I mean, this is a spin-off. double pivot is the double saber. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need eleven when you get Ahsoka Tano. You, it's a well, okay. ten. Which anyway. which characters? Oh, Wait, is Wes uh, frozen again, or are you just staring at us? Me. <laughs> You guys are killing me. This is the worst <laughs> content. On well, the no, but wait, wait, wait. The problem which is there is like one batch? third of the which podcast population that is loving this, and then the two, th- the other two thirds are just me. They're like, what the? F-? What Someone they were like, him. I needed to earmuff this section. The, the bad, the bad batch is a whole different thing. Like, there's a whole. That's like a five. I want to see like that five on five. But oh man, we the, we Wrecker is our Juan Chope. Wrecker is Juan Chope. He's the guy a, who comes in. And just knocks people over and scores goals in the last thirty minutes. Who's a, who's Orion? Is that Freddy? Wait, Omega? Are oh, you? sorry, Omega. I was thinking of. Oh, uh, 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 this uh, is getting this is getting real niche. Oh, all right, and it's all right. recent niche. Yeah. Wes has a Wes has a soda line yeah. fix. Sorry, he has a soda line. Wes, any more questions that aren't Star Wars related? No, I'm done. Oh, you guys killed me. You <laughs> literally just killed me. All right, everyone, thank you for being Omega. awesome human beings. Um, thanks for the podcast. We'll um, figure out if there's anything you want to hear in the next couple of weeks while we're off. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do, how much we're going to cover. But I will say this. All of the Euros are going to be on at Blackheart. Um, and I'll be opening up the the bar for the 8, uh, 8 a.m. games. And uh, I'll have uh, actually... Mark Pravatsky is going to be helping me out doing some of them. Uh, there's some terrible games at 8 a.m. There's some decent games. Uh, so please come work can, remotely. Can you uh, can you make Mark do the play-by-play? Like hand him a microphone so you can do the play-by-play? That's Matt. Um, but Mark probably can do it as well. They're twins. I was, just, the I was thinking person. Mark. Yeah. Oh, no, Mark. Okay. Mark should do it. All right. But um, I will say um, we'll be open for the 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2, p- 2 p.m. games. Um, please... Come watch the Euros. I'll have a full announcement of the schedule and everything. But um, it's going to be a lot of me watching North Macedonia versus Hungary or something like that. Um, oh, just wait until to... Copa America starts. Then you can yell at everybody. Yeah, if it starts. Yeah. At least if that's at a like, decent hour of day. All right, comrades. This has been fun. We'll see you soon. Bye.